To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Welcome to the Death Panel. Patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do any of this without you. If you'd like to help us out a little bit more, share the show with your friends, post about your favorite episodes, pick up a copy of Health Communism at your local bookstore, or pre-order a copy of Jules's new book coming in January called A Short History of Trans Misogyny, or request them both at your local library and follow us at deathpanel underscore. So today I'm here with two of my co-hosts, Artie Vierkant. Hello. And Jules Gilpeterson. Hi. And it has been over 30 days now. For the last 30 days, we have seen Palestinians courageously fighting a huge military power backed and funded by other colonial powers who have all put resources towards arming Israel and reproducing pervasive rhetorical and propaganda attacks on Palestinian life amidst brutal physical attacks by the official Israeli occupying army who are carpet bombing, white phosphorus bombing, earthquake bombing. Um, The goal is to flatten everything. Homes, schools, hospitals in Gaza have been targeted, evacuation routes, caravans of people evacuating, ambulances, universities. There has also been militia violence with roaming bands of settlers attacking other Palestinian villages and Israel has repeatedly celebrated their plan to destroy Palestinian people, culture, and place. And Palestinians have resisted this annihilatory violence. And millions of people all over the world have joined in solidarity to protest and call for a ceasefire and further decolonial action. And while it's incredible and so heartening to see the world come out for Palestine, At the same time, right, like everything I just ran through, the things being done to Palestine and the Palestinian people are unbearable. Entire families, entire generations um, are gone. So it's it's just important context to lay out. I'm not trying to recite all the terribles here, but we have to be real about what the material reality is that we've been grappling with globally. And tens of thousands of people marched on Washington this weekend in the United States. There were millions of people all over the world also protesting. But it was also announced this morning that the official death toll from the Gaza Health Ministry is over 10,000 people. And that's definitely an undercount. And another good reminder that there are really urgent material stakes here. And in the United States, we're also responsible for every one of those deaths. Millions of dollars, even just in the last four weeks alone, has gone towards weapons and support of this genocidal campaign, or rather it's a recent escalation of ongoing genocidal violence um, for nearly a century now. So we're going to talk through, you know, some of what's gone on in the last month, the horrendous shit from the Biden administration with all of its echoes of the COVID response, the proxy discourses that have been dominating and, you know, what they demand that we look away from, and as well as just sort of the straight up zero shame suppression of free speech that's been going on. And ultimately, you know, our big takeaway for the day is still the same um, as every other conversation that we've had about Palestine over the last couple of years on the show, which is free Palestine in our lifetimes is something that is absolutely realizable and tangible and Part of the work that we are trying to do here is to resist the pre-foreclosure of the elimination of Palestinian people, land, society, and culture, which is what we are in the midst of living through and bearing witness to right now. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to start. And I I will say, I mean, I think 
it's difficult because on one hand, I think it's enormously, I mean, it, it's been so moving to see really how the world has come out for Palestine and not only in the form of, you know, these marches that we've seen, but also in, in terms of, I mean, activists in Oakland just recently mm-hmm. have been blocking the port of Tacoma to prevent a shipment of arms uh, that are bound for Israel. Just this morning, a group of 75 people were able to block off entrances to a Boeing plant manufacturing bombs that are the type of bombs that the U.S. sends to Israel. Oh, yeah. um, and at the same time, it's obviously really important. Again, what B said is is true. What's being done to Palestinians with our resources, right, with our complicity, with the with the U.S. government's complicity um, is unbearable. And our ability to come out, the world coming out for Palestine is only as good as ultimately our ability to stop what is happening from happening. So I think that's just, you know, maybe important to say from the jump, as I think that B did really eloquently. But I also think that ultimately, though, one of the one of the most frustrating things about the US context right now to me is the sheer variety of sort of proxy discourses Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that have arisen over the last few weeks to just constantly distract from what's actually going on. And I want to just like Mm -hmm. address this for a second, I suppose, because, you know, I say proxy discourses deliberately because I think that's the most accurate way to say it and line it up against the idea of like a proxy war. Um, You know, these Mm -hmm. are things that come up that have completely distracted from the real issue that deflect whatever the actual conversation is away from anywhere where you could possibly decide to look at the atrocities being committed on the Palestinian people. Um, I think probably a lot of people listening to this know what I'm talking about. But, you know, for example, one of the first really early on was like, I remember like the, that first weekend, right, where mm-hmm. the first of these sort of proxy discourses was this like, ah, yes, but do you condemn violence in all of its forms, <laughs> right? As, right. If it, as if it were like a matter of violent versus nonviolent resistance tactics or something in that incredibly narrow and ahistorical lens through which liberals in the U.S. tend to see everything. Fucking peak um, arrogant liberalism. And of course, you know, the most recent, there's like, there's a, a laundry list of these that have happened over the over the last few weeks because i feel like whenever one is stamped out another one emerges or certain things just kind of don't die the most recent of these of course is the you know is the river is saying from the river to the sea racist uh sort of thing <laughs> oh my which god <laughs> obviously it's not Sorry. Yeah. um you know leading to stuff like uh obviously the the sort of now kind of memefied <laughs> and infamous like eric levitt's tweet that's oh my like god what if we? What if you all just said, "From the river to the sea, there will be equality," um, oh sort of bullshit, God. as though we should all be saying, Hello. "Like, uh, hands up, go ahead and maybe shoot a little," <laughs> or like, "No justice, no." Well, no, it's fine. We're good. We can have a little peace anyway. <laughs> um, but even the even the whole thing about um, you know Biden's poll numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. From the last twenty four hours. Mm is kind of something that's being turned into this proxy discourse, which is, you know, which, which obviously, you know, I think some of that is coming from a good place of of just saying the very real, like, you know, Biden's actions over the last couple of weeks have certainly uh, lost a lot of possibly, t- you know, tacit or even just like holding your nose support that a lot of people might have had for them next year. Mm-hmm. But that's not the fucking point. It's a fucking, mm-hmm. you know, it's a... Anyway, the point is, like, it's just, I think, important to name these for what they are these like proxy discourses as a distraction, right? They do a lot of things. They're a way for, I think, liberals to convince themselves that they're taking a position or coming to a conclusion on Israel and Palestine when all they're doing is actually just sort of reading an article on something unrelated that is uh, written by a writer who doesn't know anything that they're talking about. I'm talking again about Eric Levitz and 
but there's the <laughs> whole cadre of these of these people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they are also a way for opinion writers to cast checks. They are a way for cable news segments to appear to be having a high-minded intellectual debate about the issue when, you know, just out of frame are thousands of people who are suffering. Um, and they're a way, especially for a whole political universe of liberal tryhards to keep on pretending that it's just so complicated when it's fucking not. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.